0: What's good everyone? Matt here from UK Nets fans, and I'm joined by Cammie Anderson for another episode of BK2UK, the British Brooklyn Nets podcast. Today is Sunday, uh, October the twenty fourth, possibly. Um, and we're chatting about um Bucks game. We're going to chat about the Sixers game. We are it's currently eight PM, so we're about an hour away from the Hornets game, but we thought we'd get in first chat about the, the other games and then we'll be out of our system we can go all watch the game together um so we'll be chatting a little bit about that hornets game and some other games coming up um across the next week but make sure you're following us on twitter and instagram at uk next fans the pod itself on twitter at bk 2 uk pod and check us out on youtube where you can watch back all of our episodes oh, hang on sorry espn just gone bananas on me sorry if you heard that um but yeah, with that out of the way, let's get into it. Um the main news from this week, I'm sure you've all seen it, but is the NBA big 75th anniversary this year. So they've released their 75 all-time greats list. So not ranked, this is just you know, 75 top players in the list, alpha sorted alphabetically. And there were some nets in there, of course. So you got Rick Barry, who was a New York net between 1970 and 1972. KD, obviously 2020 to current. Kevin Garnett, the big ticket, 2013 to 2015. James Harden, the beard. Who's 2020 to current? Jason Kidd was on there, 2001 to 2008. Steve Nash made the made the grade as well. Obviously, never played for the Nets, but is our current head coach. And Paul Pierce, who was the Nets for that glorious 2013 to 2014 season. Um, a bit of chat about you know some omissions: Dwight Howard not making it. Who's obviously almost a net. Vince Carter not making it. Who was um, obviously a massive time a massive part of the Nets' success. But the, I think I've stumbled onto something and currently my phone is melting because I'm getting a couple of notifications. I don't, you know, I'm not big in the game. I'm not a big timer, but when I always oh, do my notes for this podcast, believe it or not, we do do notes. We are sometimes organized, but if you, if you Google Nets NBA 75, the first result that comes up is a dead web page from the Nets website that says Kyrie Irving has been named to the NBA 75 roster. So obviously you, you see the shortcut on Google, you click through to it, it's a dead it's a 404 error, can't go to the page. Cammy, I'm putting it to you, is there a draft list somewhere that includes Kyrie Irving in the top 75 that has now been scrapped?
1: There were 100% it's whether that draft still exists, I couldn't tell you, but Obviously, the teams in the league will have known, I'd say, at least a few days in advance by, by those that then be had kind of collated the list who was going to be in it so these teams could prepare their kind of promotional material and, and celebrate the players who, who've who obviously made a mark on the, on the league in, in the 75-year history. And, I mean, the players that are in it, yeah, you can't really argue with, with them. There's some fantastic players, and it's great to see a number of nets recognised, even if, like you say, there are some omissions. You think of Vince Carter, one of the perhaps most iconic dunkers in NBA history. And even if he wasn't a net, how how he's not made it solely just on his dunking it is unbelievable. But well, yeah, the Kyrie mission, I think you you've stumbled upon something that's uh, quite the can of ones that, that's maybe going to get opened. And there's I think there will be some questions asked about what what actually happened. Was it just a case that teams are told right you have five or six players each, it'll be roughly these guys or did the Nets just jump the gun and went, yeah, Kyrie will be in it. Yeah, sure he will. We'll do bits and bobs. And yeah, he wasn't in it. But yeah, I, I don't know what you can really kind of say to this. There's obviously everything that's going on off the court. Is that enough to to then say, no, he he can't be in? I'm sure that if you look hard enough, there's probably a few things for guys already in that, that, that would maybe question their kind of suitability on the list. I'm not too sure entirely what that would be. But when you consider what Kyrie's done, yeah, I, I don't know if that is the main reason for him, for him not being on, but I'm not sure if you're kind of on the same train as far as me.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's one of them. It's without knowing why that web page was... So, I like, to pull the curtain back a little bit, I work in digital marketing, right? And I work quite closely with our web team. And for me, I'm thinking the Nets wouldn't have bothered making that page unless they got noticed that Kyrie's going to be in that team, right? So... they're going to start making it and all this kind of stuff. Whether or not it was a decision that he got edged out by someone through purely basketball merit, or if it was this, you know, unvaccinated, refusing to play, well, not refusing to play, being told that he can't play by the team that has omitted him from from a list that celebrates greatness. I mean, I, I know all these lists are designed just to get people chatting and disagreeing and all that kind of stuff which I appreciate. So it's not exactly scientific, but, you know, I think there, are. if you took a straw poll of all the players that have come through um, in the last 10 years or so, more of them will say Kyrie Irving than, you know, some other people on that list. So I think just in terms of what greatness means, I think Kyrie Irving, he's got to be, he's got to be top 75. Um, But, you know, we we shall see. Um, like I say, my my notifications are going mental, so we'll, we keep an eye on it. But um, coming coming to you for, first from from UK Nets fans from stumbling across that. Um, but without further ado, that that's really the only next news that we've got to talk about today. Um, I want to get through to opening night. Um, Nets actually started the season last week um wednesday the 20th uh, of october just past midnight uk time um and got absolutely battered it wasn't even close 104 127 against the milwaukee bucks on ring night um cammy what did you see on uh, to talk about on this one
1: yeah yeah not not quite the the party spoiler that we were all kind of anticipating we were all quite quite hopeful that we could maybe spoil the party and Get our own back after obviously losing to them uh, during the playoffs and them kind of ending our title hopes that season. And the thing that I'm really looking at this time was the, the scoring off of turnovers, um, both for us and the Bucks. We had 12 turnovers to the Bucks' seven. And whilst, yeah, 12 turnovers isn't that bad, it's probably not the worst that we're going to see from the Nets. It's how many points we actually lost because of those turnovers. The Bucks got 22 points out of 12. Uh, sorry, 12 turnovers, whereas from their seven turnovers, we got just two and yes, there's games we do better, there's games where you do worse But and yes, there's going to be football, even if you take those points away you'd still lost, yeah, that, that's true but then we could have probably benefited and done more with the turnovers we got and I'm sure there were plenty of games last season where it, it was similar and it just seems to be something that kind of plagues us from time to time, gives the ball up so so often, yet I don't know what you could really put it down to. Teams are going to lose the ball. I don't know if it's a a tactical thing that we then can't get back or we just give the ball up in such bad places or teams just are better at taking advantage of it. There's so many kind of ifs, buts and maybes for this, but yeah, it's something that we can ill afford to do, especially against teams like the Bucks who are ultimately going to be challenging at the kind of top of the Eastern Conference with. Um, I'd like to hope over the course of the season, these things will even themselves out. There will probably be some more games we've got more turnovers, but but yeah, certainly for an opening night to be giving up that many points and turning the boat turning the ball over as much. It is not what you want to see. We we really wanted to put a mark marker down here, but it, it, it wasn't quite quite what we expected. But I think you've got something to say about a few of the players who who maybe made things a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well obviously the main person that kind of got bore the brunt of it sort of unfairly was was Nicholas Claxton um you go you know if you're if you're on Nets Twitter during and after that game then he was getting absolutely pasted um for you know not um not grabbing lobs not grabbing offensive rebounds but you know if you have a look back at the box score he had 12 points and seven rebounds in 24 minutes um but it was his defense and his overall conditioning that was lacking. Um, something that Claxton himself said after the game. He was, you know, needs to be better at because I don't know if you've noticed it as well, but sort of he he can can't get up and down the floor like five times without blowing, which is really weird. And you know, he's not exactly uh, you know he's he's tall, but he's not like carrying loads of weight, and he's he's a young lad, so you'd have thought that his conditioning would be would be better. Um, but that's something again. He's he's noted that he's gonna work on. But the thing I noticed was, it looks like they're really trying to almost force him to be a that lob finisher that we had with DJ and and you know other traditional bigs, um, so much so that Harden just kept going after it and kept going after it. And when he actually went down, you could see Harden be like looking up to the sky with his hands up going, "Finally!" So it's a bit weird. It reminded me of I don't know if you've ever heard of a story of like someone getting caught smoking. So by their like their parents or whatever so their parents make him sit down and smoke an entire pack of cigarettes so I think what would happen is like he'd like not score that bucket so James Hunt's like no you're going to keep going and keep going until you get one so maybe it's a bit of that and you know chucking him in and saying sink or swim um but yeah it was it was pretty brutal um obviously Harden and Claxton had some really good chemistry last season so you know we hope that continues. But yeah, I'm just, as I say, I'm glad we've had some time to process that, this loss before we jumped on today because, you know, everyone was a little bit moody and a little bit um, grumpy because we got blown out. But I said, you know, I hate to say I told you so, but on the last pod, I said it's ring night and, you know, it's Milwaukee's a hard place to go. They're going to be full of confidence. I mean, you had Pat Connaughton, who was looking like prime Joe Harris, you know, splashing threes, like not missing. Um, but I saw a really interesting stat that was in the 75 year history of the NBA, the league's defending champions are 59 and 16 in regular season openers. So it's just one of those things that it's just hard to beat people on banner night. Um, so I think Steve Nash probably used that as a bit of an excuse to tinker with the rotations and, you know, there was some questionable, um, Omissions from that team, like why didn't we see Paul Millsap a little bit more? Why didn't we see Bruce Brown at all? Because you know who had a really good series against Milwaukee? Bruce Brown. So when stuff was going sort of pear-shaped, it would have been nice to throw him on a little bit earlier. But you know, as we keep saying, it's it's game one of 82. So it's got a long old road. We're a new team just gelling together. So we're trying things out. Um we obviously love Nick Claxton. Nets drafted him. He's absolute elite when it comes to sort of being a switchy defender. So he's probably being asked to do a lot more than that. So hopefully that's just gonna come in time. Um and yeah, being thrown to, you know, Giannis and Brooke Lopez and the Bucks, and then to the Sixers, which we'll get onto, but two of the bigger teams in the in the NBA, it, it's not easy. Um, so initial, initially annoyed with Clax, but I think on balance it's you know it's one game at the beginning of the season against a very good team. So so what can you do? But one person I did want to flag as a as, a, as, a, as, a, as something nice, something that Nets fans can smile about. Patty Mills, what a what a player! Um, 21 points in 29 minutes off the bench for the Aussie on his debut. Seven of 11 from the field, a perfect seven from seven from free, which is absolute madness um i honestly think that patty's going to be a real fan favorite of this team uh, much to a friend of the pod jack manual's delight obviously a fellow down underman but you know he's a great shooter as we saw as well as a good passer his quickness is absolutely i didn't realize how quick he was but he's absolutely rapid um, and he doesn't stop moving which is really really good uh, and yeah a bright spot in an otherwise dismal performance from the nets unfortunately. So moving on to the second game of the uh, of opening week, and we will go to Saturday Uh, again just after midnight. uh, Game two against the Sixers. Next coming out victorious, one fourteen to one oh nine, and there was uh, one man who doesn't need to ramp up to any kind of mid season form, Cami, and that's our man KD.
1: Yes, so our first triple double of the season for the man that they call the Slim Reaper, and. Yeah, this man never fails to, well, I'm saying never fails to disappoint that maybe the, the size of his shoes. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, aside from that, this is a man who does not need to, to prove anything to anyone. And when you're dropping 29 points, 15 assists and 12, no, sorry, 15 rebounds and 12 assists, even still, if that was the other way around, like I'd initially said, that was still been mightily impressive. But but yeah, this is the kind of performance that we've almost come to expect from KD. Maybe not as many rebounds and assists, but certainly points wise. And yes, his three point shooting was rather poor. He was one of six from from deep. But but KD, like what what, what can you say? The last season when he played about five or six games, when he's already ran out of superlatives to to describe how good he is. And yeah, like you say, he doesn't really need to to ramp up. He just seems to always be able to do it. And yeah. A fantastic game to obviously do it in given the kind of struggles. Um, something I'd noted was we didn't actually take the lead in the game until 48 seconds to go. So to have someone basic KD basically keeping us almost intact for a while, we were 14 behind, and it was, I think, in years gone by, it would have just been right that's it, time for bed, no, no point now. Um, we joked so many times in the Discord last season when we fell behind, right? It's bedtime, and then it would seem to work for the Nets and we'd come back, but. It was just one of those, when you trail the whole game, you're like, well, it's just going to be like that. But we, we kept going, and that's that's a credit to the team. Um, kind of that Brooklyn grit that, that we perhaps lacked at times throughout the season, but something that I think we all want to see from this team. And, yeah, fantastic to bounce back from from that loss to the Bucs uh, to, to then beat the Sixers, who, again, are probably going to be a team that will be challenging uh, for the top of the Eastern Conference with Ben Simmons or not.
0: That's it. It's one of those, obviously, Joel and Bead played his whole, oh, I don't think I'll play, oh, go on then, I'll play. Then they lose, and then he goes, oh, I shouldn't have played. So he always likes to cover himself like that. Um, but yeah, the Sixers obviously finished first in the East last season, so they're a, they're a serious team. But um, I wanted to just to focus on one guy who I don't think, personally speaking, I don't think I got excited enough about when he returned was LaMarcus Aldridge um 23 points in 23 minutes off the bench for the big man uh 10 of 12 from field perfect from the free throw line like you say we didn't didn't take the lead until 48 seconds to go and that was on a lamarcus aldridge dunk uh through contact and took the foul and he you know perfect from the line to get us that first lead um and that was almost felt like all she wrote but absolutely took over in the fourth quarter and that was a really really important run that the Nets sort of went on that won us the game ultimately and he had thirteen of his 23 points in that fourth quarter. I remember that um it, it was something like five minutes to go and it was either Maxi or Thibault had like an alley oop dunk and like six fans just went crazy and I was like oh come on this is rough they've got all the all the momentum everything it was looking really really bad for the Nets and then they just didn't score again for like almost 5 minutes. So that was a really good run. Um as you said with KD it's just like if you, as long as you can stay in the game and you're almost like right we really need to get a make now just give it a KD and he's, as long as he's in you know somewhere near in the in the same postcode as the bucket he's going to be able to put up a shot and that's going to be good. So but yeah, LaMarcus hold is really cool. Just the efficiency I saw from him was really really great like that mid-range game just obviously, it's a dying art form in the current NBA, but LMA's really got it locked down, and that's his bread and butter. And the offensive rebounds as well. I think he had three. I think he had five or seven rebounds or something. But um, three of them were offensive rebounds, which you know is something that was non-existent in that Bucks game. So just to see him grabbing those second chance points uh, and actually putting them down was just really nice to see um, from a Nets big man who's actually big, not like a pseudo like sort of undersized five or whatever that we've been playing but seeing an actual big man actually crash the boards actually get you know go through contact and really get you know get some production was really really nice to see so I really hope that we can get a bit more uh, LMA um obviously still coming back from his whole trick heart thing um but yeah I, I saw what I saw from LMA was really really encouraging so very happy with him um so that's it. So as we say, we've got we got a look ahead. It is currently twenty-two minutes past eight, and we wanna get this uh Hornets preview done before tip-off at least. Um so the Hornets are currently two and oh. Lamello's looking good, man, hit seven threes in his last game. Um personally, I think it's time for these defensive guards to kind of step up that we've been hearing about, you know, your Javon Carters and um, all that kind of stuff, Patty Mills maybe, but maybe it's time for clacks to switch on to him. Obviously we know how much he loves to switch and maybe it's time for him to show off some defensive chops. Um, how do you think this this Hornets game is going to go? Obviously opening night, back at the clay. Are we calling it the clays? Is that are we or is it still Barclays Center? Obviously, we'll KD called back, it Barclays
1: Yeah, I'm not having That's it as the Cleese. That's definitely not the Cleese. Hundred percent, not the Cleese. <laughs>
0: Trying to make it cool. Um, all right. So, and it'll be the Cleese anyway, which is which is which is weird. Um, so yeah, back back in the crib for the first time. How do you see this Hornets Hornets game going?
1: It's going to be very fun. I'm a massive, massive Lamello Ball fan. There's been kind of talks. I think was it perhaps in Discord on who who your kind of other league pass team should be. Who who should we be? watching it and if you've not already picked another one it's got to be the Hornets solely for Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball is one of the best up-and-coming young talents in this league and you just can't take your eyes off him much like we can't take your eyes off a KD. Lamelo Ball he's got it all really Um, especially in a kind of offensive sense just his passing, his ability to get to the basket, his dribbling, his shooting It's amazing for someone so young, and let's not forget, he's got fantastic style as well. I'm sure you'll have seen the photo of him with the the matching lime green suit and lime green car. Now, that's something many of us could only aspire to, but LaMelo Ball just made that look so, so cool. Um, But yeah, he's... he's The matching Lambo,
0: whatever it was, yeah.
1: I I mean, yeah, maybe we can't match with a Lambo, but yeah, it's just (laughs) some, uh, some style from him, and he's just one of those players that... He's, yeah, he's so, so good, and the, the scary thing is he's only going to get better. Um, like you say, they are 2-0, and and I think they're going to want to try and get to 3-0 if they can get a big scalp over a team like the Nets. That's, that's massive for them. They'll probably be looking to get into the playoffs this year, and given the way Lomelo started, it's hard to argue that they'll, they'll, they'll not get there, even, even if it is as an ape seed. Um, I think, though, with the Nets being the team that they are, with the firepower we've got, and regardless of how well the Hornets have started, that this shouldn't really be a contest as much as the Hornets have done well. And we can't completely rule them out, but a team with Kevin Durant and James Harden, and then also LaMarcus Aldridge can kind of performs again, Patty Mills as well. We should be outscoring them and and really winning this quite comfortably. But yeah, that, that's perhaps easier said than done. And when it, when it concerns the Nets, it's not often yeah. that we do things the easy way. So yeah, Really looking forward to seeing Lamelo in action. Uh, a player that, if the Nets aren't in action, I do kind of try to keep an eye on. Just a, a real highlight, real player, and a player that, as much as I, I'd like to see him do some interesting things tonight, I don't want to see him do well because it, it's more than likely going to cause problems for the Nets. Absolutely, yeah. So the
0: so the news coming out of Nets World is that Blake Griffin is getting rested for the, for the game. Um, There was a little bit of um, reading between the lines in that Kyrie Irving is not listed as out on the injury report as he was um, previously. So, um, you know, maybe, you know, there was a good point by Elliot from Hoopin and Luton who said that maybe because it's a New York thing, they don't have to list him as out because he's inactive. So, but you know, do you have to? If he's out, he's out. So maybe you do have to do it. Um, I, as a professional wrestling fan, I would absolutely love it if you know we, me and Cammy spoke about this before we went live. But if it was just he didn't warm up, but as soon as the lights went down on opening night in the Barclays Center, and the whoever the fella is that does all the the intros just says, "At God." number 11 from New Jersey is Kyrie Irving. He comes in, he's got a big like bandage, like a big plaster, a bandaid on his upper upper arm would be quite tasty. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, um, but yeah, it would be nice. Um, I mean, it turns out he was just waiting for, for the home opener anyway. Um, yeah, I think the Nets are going to get this W anyway. Um, as you say, as good as the Hornets are for this kind of Nets team with the aspirations we've got, we've got to be rolling over them um so hopefully that will that'll be easy easy pickings hopefully but as you quite rightly say when things are easy it's never easy um which brings us quite nicely onto our next opponent so on Tuesday just after um midnight it's another 2-0 team in the Washington Wizards and the return of Spencer Dinwiddie who I think is going to get a massive reaction from the Nets home fans um, Spence currently leads the team in points per game and assists per game, uh, so he might have an, a point to prove. I think Bradley Beal is currently out day-to-day um, with a hip problem or something, but obviously this could be way better by Tuesday. Cammy, what do you think for, for the Wizards game?
1: I'm excited to see Spence also return. I think, like you say, he is going to have a point to prove. Yes, we could have offered him a contract, but he opted to go to go elsewhere and it was kind of the worst-kept secret that he was going to leave. in. And fair play to Spence. He's done he's done really well uh, in Washington so far, like you say, leading the team in points and assists. I think he's about 24 points a game at the moment. So for a bit of luck, he maybe goes easy on his old pals and <laughs> and, and doesn't, doesn't do too much damage. But it is good to see he was obviously wanting that kind of starting point guard position at a team, and he's getting that at the Wizards. So you can't really argue with him for that. And it, it'll also be great to see a player who... Who played, a, who played a big part in the Nets, kind of getting to where we are now. Um, obviously, it would be nice to have had him last season. Um, any team would, would, would like a Spencer Dinwiddie, and the fact we had him as a sixth man for, for a large chunk of his tenure at the, at the team is, is mental. But, um, yeah, like you say, I think Beal with his injury, if he's back, certainly makes things a lot more difficult. But if he if he's not there, it's it's not going to make the game much much easier either. Because like we say, Spencer Denwood is in. They've got one or two other boys who I think could cause us some issues. They're not two and all oh for nothing. They've won games already and got a better record than us. Yes, it's still early, and we're going to see that probably for the next two or three weeks until things have kind of evened out and rotations are a bit more set. And the maybe beginners' luck wears off for some teams who who probably aren't going to get too far, but. It's going to be another tough one, I think, at the start of the season, there's going to be a lot of teams out to prove a point, especially against us, and it's just one of those things where we've got to manage it. We've got to make sure our game management's on point, the rotations are on point, and just not making mistakes. If we can get off to a good start, then yeah, you can't really complain with that, so fingers crossed we managed to get the, the double over over the Wizards.
0: Yeah, nice. I, I pretty much echo exactly what you say. It's just it's just so, it's just so early to even call it, but we should be beating this team. Whether we beat them on the fourth game of the season remains to be seen, but I'm confident. Um, yeah, I see that Montrezl Harrell's having a good, you know, an efficient sort of start to the season. I think he leads their team with um, field goal percentage. So that's a consideration um, with how we've been sort of protecting the paint um, over the last couple of games. But we shall see. Then it gets a little bit tastier as we go on to Thursday. Um, so again, 12.30 a.m. British time. Um we welcome the Miami heat and, um, Kevin Durant's best mate, uh, PJ Tucker is obviously a part of the heat now. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, they started one for one, like the nets, they started off absolutely battering the bucks, which was annoying to see after we got absolutely battered. Uh, but then they lost to the Pacers last time out. So still again, finding our feet, perhaps, Tyler Hero has had a couple of good nights off the bench, um, so that's one I flagged could cause us some trouble, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm the same as you, I think. If we're to lose a game this week, um, obviously I hope we win all, but th- this could well be the game like you say, they absolutely demolished the Bucks, and it wasn't just kind of like a, a little demolition, they battered them and Tyler Harrow is kind of starting to live up to that potential he showed coming out of college and coming into the league There's, he's, he's quite a heavily criticised player, yet he always seems to prove his doubters wrong. He's uh, the leading scorer on the team off the bench. It I was, what, 30 points one night and 27 other. That's right. Massively impressive numbers off the bench. And he's a three-point marksman. So you've got him to worry about. You've then got Kyle Lowry to worry about. You've got Jimmy Butler to worry about. Um, and Bam Adebayo, a guy that we've struggled with on numerous occasions. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a very, very tricky one. Um, they, if I recall correctly, they, they did lose to the Pacers. And, and the next one, like you say, so so yeah, I, I don't. It's it's still too early to really gauge, but I think this one has the potential to be an absolute cracking game. This early on, just based on how they've started, and then us as well. And I think they could be a, a kind of team that we might end up facing on our journey to hopefully a championship in the early rounds of the playoffs. So it'll be good to give ourselves a kind of an initial test, and the fact that we're playing the kind of harder, if you like, teams very early on in our conference could bode well for us, lets us kind of see what they're doing. Maybe we will not play all our cards, but they, they want to beat us and maybe play all their cards. And that makes things easier for us going forward. But ultimately we've got to wait and see. There's still a, a good few days away until Thursday and a lot can change between now and then. Absolutely.
0: um And then the last one of the week. So Saturday, um th- Saturday, the 30th, 12 a.m. 12 30 a.m. against the Pacers. Um, don't think we. I think Car, Karis Levert is still out. Um, obviously, X Net uh, fan favourite. They're currently one and two, um, so they've obviously had a little bit of trouble. I'm not going to lie, like the rest of the universe, I haven't watched any Pacers games. Uh, I'm not really sure how they're getting on, um, but I'm going to. I'm going to be quite simple in say this should just be one another one we win, hopefully. Uh, and we'll get on to it officially in the next section. But I think this is going to be a um, a week of dubs. Um, so I think we're going to take it against this, the paces as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I think i dread read Carless's injuries kind of day to day. I think they said he's hopeful that he could return for either the next game or the game after. So I think that's either our game or the game just before. So it'd obviously be fantastic for him to to make a return to, to the Barclays as well. It's, it'll be quite the emotional week at the Barclays with a lot of former beloved Nets kind of returning. Um, obviously, I hope he, he doesn't do well and, and come back to haunt us. Sabonis, uh he he's set the season really strongly, even if the the Pacers haven't done too well in terms of getting wins on the board. Um, he's averaging 30 a game. And we know what we're like against big men, that, that we're only one match away from always getting an absolute battering off a big man. It's something we've struggled with for a long time. And we come up against a few good ones this week. So it'll be interesting to see how we can kind of deal with them. Have have the Nets finally learned how to deal with big men. Is Marcus Aldridge the answer? There's there's a lot of questions and hopefully we get those answers by the next semi-pod.
0: Fingers crossed. I've seen, I've, just on touching on that, I think Paul Millsap has been incredible as well. Just, he's got really like quite unorthodox Um sort of defense is a big man. So he's not like a big beast who's going to like get high and sort of meet you at the rim. He's, his hands are so quick. So you'll be kind of trying to sort of, um, sort of edging close, like back him up and that kind of stuff. But he'll just get around you and sort of slap the ball away. So that's something I th- maybe that there's going to be, he was going to be like the first big defender on a big guy going in, into the season. Then you've got people like KD that can roll and help. So there's something that I've spotted that I thought would be really, really cool. Um But yeah, I think... I did, I know I sort of I alluded to it but it's uh time for the the BK2K pickem. This season we're going to be keeping a running total. Each of us are going to be guessing the winners uh for each week uh of the games and for every game you get right you get a point. As it stands, don't want to brag lads, but I'm currently in the lead with three. I got uh, 100% right like this last season. Um this last week, sorry, and then we've got Aiden with two and Cammy with one. I'm going to say that it, we're going to get Four dubs this this week uh so we're going to win every game so that's going to win against the hornets win against the wizards win against the heat win against the pacers we've we've been in touch with aiden via video link uh who's currently just being an absolute lad somewhere um seeing some mates and on sesh so he has said that we're gonna win all the games apart from this heat game so three wins and a loss Cami, what are you saying
1: I'm saying the same as Aiden, Like I said, kind of when we were looking ahead to the games, I think the Heat one is perhaps one that poses the biggest problems, and is the game that I think of any we should be concerned about. I think the others we should really be looking to get some routine wins. So yeah, I'll go wins over everyone but the Heat.
0: Nice. Okay. Cool. We'll lock that in then, and we'll we'll see how we go. But that's about it. That's all we've got time for today. Uh, thanks to Cami uh, as ever for coming along and joining and thanks to you guys for listening and watching along with us if you like what we do the best way that you can help us is to like rate and review the podcast subscribe to us on youtube uh share this episode on social any help we can get to grow our audience would be very very much appreciated um you can support us as well by treating yourself to some merch uh, and you'll find a link to our store in our twitter bio at uk fans and that's it we'll see you next week for another episode take it easy